Hello and welcome to this episode of Learning About My Heart. I'm your host, Kurt Franklin, and in this episode we're going to talk about diet. A scary, big topic, but one that's oh so important. Now, before we get started, I have to issue a disclaimer. I'm not a doctor or any kind of medical professional, and nothing that I say here should be construed as medical advice of any sort. I'm just one guy talking about his experience who hopes that you'll find his stories informative, entertaining, and maybe, just maybe, a little bit useful. When I was in the hospital, I saw this array of dietitians and nurses who explained to me why, for various health-based reasons, I was going to have to limit my intake of sugar, salt, fat, carbohydrates, and liquids. Think about it. There really ain't a whole lot left. My problem was that I believed them, every one, and took them to heart and decided, basically, that anything that I might want to eat would kill me. Now, the folks who are in the hospital cafeteria and who provide meal service to patients did their best to help me get used to the idea of food without real flavor. Unfortunately, the result was that I just didn't eat a whole lot in the hospital. And to be brutally honest, didn't eat much when I got out. I just wasn't hungry. And when I did get hungry, I felt like I couldn't eat anything that I wanted. One of the things that I hate most in the world when it comes to food is oatmeal. And suddenly it felt vaguely like I was looking out at a world of oatmeal. Didn't like it. Fortunately, we've been able to find a number of cookbooks that deal with low and no-sodium recipes. We've been able to talk with restaurants about preparing food for me with low or no sodium added. So the sodium component is doable, at least for me. And here's what I've decided. It's important to eat healthy meals. That's not a question. But I can really only obsess about so much. I've decided to obsess about the sodium largely because of the role it plays in blood pressure and, critical for me, fluid retention. So I'm really serious about that. I try very hard to watch fat. I do a pretty good job of watching sugar. I was never a big sweets kind of guy ahead of this. And even the carbohydrates keep them nice and low. I found that it's important for me to balance good fats versus bad. I've developed a new appreciation, for example, for sashimi, that raw, wonderful salmon, tuna, and some of the oily fishes makes me happy, helps with my good cholesterol, 
the cholesterol numbers are important. I'm fortunate. My cholesterol numbers are really low, and that makes it easier. I want to get my good cholesterol number up, but my bad cholesterol level is already nice and low, so I'm pleased about that. Sodium is difficult to watch because one of the things you find as you become a serious label reader is all the places that sodium can hide. For example, when you're looking at a sandwich, you can get relatively low carbohydrate bread. You can get low fat bread. But when you start looking at the sodium numbers, all of a sudden, you're looking at, for two pieces of bread, anywhere from 360 up to five or 600 milligrams of sodium. That's by itself enough to completely fill a single meal's worth of sodium content, or maybe even more, depending on precisely what kind of restriction you're on. Cheese, terrible. And the one that gets you, especially if you try to go out to eat, chicken. Everybody's favorite low-fat white meat tends to be brined heavily to give it some flavor. And that brine means that it's devilishly difficult to find a chicken dish at any restaurant that isn't loaded with sodium. The same, by the way, is true of things that are prepared with tomatoes. Fresh tomatoes laid out, not a problem. Tomato made into a sauce, big problem. Big sodium. There are some things that kind of go without saying. Soy sauce, fried rice, things that are made with soy sauce. Even low-sodium soy sauce isn't zero-sodium soy sauce. You learn to be careful. The important thing is read the labels and go out to the websites of different food companies if you need to know more information. This is especially important if you're trying to eat out. Uh, my favorite website for ease of use and information, believe it or not, Steak and Shake. You can build your own sandwich, and I found that they do have something that I can go and eat and enjoy. Not every day, but I can go once in a while, have a particular sandwich, and know that I'm not blowing my sodium for that meal. It's a great thing to know, and that freedom tends to make everything else much more bearable. Long term, I'm used to dealing with much less sodium. It's funny, these days, if I end up inadvertently getting something that has a fair amount of sodium in it, the saltiness makes my lips and my tongue feel funny. I can tell it very quickly. Things like Mrs. Dash, salt-free seasonings, fresh herbs, lots of spices, and in my case, a wife who is willing to work with me to find new recipes and learn new ways to make our favorites is critical. Read the labels know your limits, and figure out how to live a life that's filled with healthy food and great flavors, 
and you're well on your way. It's the recipe that's working for me. I think it's a critical recipe for everybody. I hope you found this podcast interesting, entertaining, and maybe, just maybe, a little bit useful. Please plan to come back for our next podcast. Until then, I'm your host, Kurt Franklin, saying so long. We'll catch you later. Thank you.